This date night is supported by ED Wine Company. If you're located in Hamilton, Kitchener, Guelph, or the GTA, you need to get ED Wine Company in your life. Sommelier Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wine and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. Check them out on Instagram at edwineco and go to edwine.ca to sign up for either a monthly delivery subscription or a single wine package. Whatever works best for you. When you sign up, make sure to use the promo code thisfamilytree10 to get 10% off. Again, that's edwine.ca and thisfamilytree10. But Alex... Yeah, Shane? Let date night begin! Welcome to date night. Where two people bear their souls over specially curated wines. Hey everyone, welcome to date night. This is the sexiest night of the week, if your name is Alex and Shane. You said date night so sexy. Really? No. (laughs) Hello everyone, welcome to date night. Oh, sorry. Uh, try it start. again. Just try it again. Do a little ASMR. Do it like that. Hello, everyone. Welcome to date night. Why do you hate me? <laughs> I now I know why you hate me when I critique your opening. <laughs> it is the most easy way to make someone self-conscious. Anyway, we are trying something we've never tried before, which is one, a short podcast, and two, a <laughs> podcast on date night. Yeah, yeah. You know, working on date night was, it's really the antithesis to date night. However, Shane presented this idea and we've been trying to make our date nights more active. So we want to play games. We don't just want to sit there and watch a movie. And Shane and I really do feel good after we podcast, right? Like we feel, we feel good. Very true. And I was listening to another podcast where the person on it, his name is James Clear, and he wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And he was saying a good way to get into a new habit is to stack your habits on top of each yes. other. So we are already into the habit of having a date night. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sounds weird for that to be a habit because it is something fun, right? So you don't you think of a habit as more of like something you're trying to improve. And in our case, it's trying to improve our relationship, our joy. Yeah, I, I everyday joy. No, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I like pairing it together. No, I, I do too. Honestly, when you presented the idea to me, I was so... I was loving it right off the bat. And then I stepped back and I was like, hold on, why do I love this so much? I didn't want to work on date nights. And now we're going to work for, you know, 30 minutes. But I really love it. Well, really, we're just talking, you know. Oh, that's a, that's it's a more thing. work for old Shaney Boy who's going to edit it and take <laughs> out all the F-bombs. And I'm kidding. No, we keep them in. But I, I do think it's a great idea. And, you know, you and I do compress. Sorry, we, we decompress so well, I think, when we podcast together and when we have these conversations. So what is date night for us okay i'm not sure if anyone listening is having a date night i highly recommend it but what we do is we dress up better than we would normally and alex is laughing at me (laughs) right now because alex looks like a 10 out of 10 supermodel right now and i'm wearing the same thing i wore all day but the truth is i wore (laughs) jeans today okay normally i'm huge normally i'm wearing sweatpants but we got this crazy deal from the gap where things were like a hundred 89% off or something. I'm wearing jeans that we paid $10 for, but were originally like $80. Yeah, and sweetness, I gotta say, putting on jeans at any time in quarantine is... You've never called me sweetness. I call you sweetness all the time. Look at your texts. You just type in sweetness. You'll see like 50 texts from me. I'm doing that. Do it. You ignore me when I I give you nice, uh, cute pet names. 
babe is the only thing we've ever called mm-hmm. each other. Holy shit. You call me. Holy. You do. Wait. Okay. Wait. 20, 20. Okay. I love you, sweetness. Jeez. <laughs> you, on January 8th, you just texted me, I love you, sweetness. And then just like on, a wait, week ago? I, I, no, on December 22nd, you said, sweetness, I got to lie down a little bit. And then on November 15th, you said, need anything sweetness. Wow. <laughs> That's mind-blowing. I've never registered that. I'm sorry, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I feel embarrassed by this. Me too. I felt weird you saying it. I was like, oh, Alex is being performative on the microphone again. But apparently it's my nickname, so continue. I think that anybody putting on jeans at any point in quarantine is a win. So I think you look great. Yeah, but I guess normally I would say there isn't a huge delineation between day-to-day Shane Mm -hmm. and date night Shane but for you it's like a total transformation where (laughs) it's like oh not schlubby but it's like oh I'm wearing the mom outfit (laughs) schlubby is probably the most offensive thing but I don't mean you to no no and I I think the mom uniform I we don't even really need to say more than that because our listeners probably get it if they are moms if they're not I will describe it for you but it's just that bun that takes two seconds to throw up you know I wear at when before I was a mom you know just going to and from basketball or working out whatever it's the pants like the lululemon tights the whatever tights you got a sweatshirt with spit up on it like I've been wearing the same socks for three days in a row so I really tried to you know do it up a little bit. I'm wearing a top that's low cut all the way down past my belly button. And you look good when you are wearing the mom outfit. The, sh- the schlubby outfit? The schlub. <laughs> the schlub dilapidated outfit. Oh. You know, I would turn my head. But the way you're dressed right now and the way you look, I would, you know, step over my own mother just to have a conversation with you. Yeah, I'd hope so. So that's what date night is where we get ready. Then we order a nice meal from a restaurant that we'd love to be able to go to right now if we were actually having a date night. But we get it shipped over to us and, you know, we spend a little bit too much money on it. But hey, it's date night and what else do we have to spend our money on except for food? I got to say, I was so excited. I've been looking forward all day. I told you I wanted Italian this morning and I've been looking forward all day from ordering from this specific restaurant that we love and have only had once and it was like the best meal i've had in a year they're closed today they don't open until thursdays now i know don't they know cunningham date night wednesday nights i know i think we were probably the only order they got that (laughs) another thing we're doing we're part of a wine club yeah a wine subscription service they send us four bottles of wine a month and we drink a bottle one bottle a week and we use it on date night to drink and it's so fun because our hobby is trying to guess the notes and the ta- the tasting notes and <laughs> whatever the tannins i don't know what it is but we're gonna learn we're actually gonna have the owner of this service it's ed wines but i was calling it ed wine so you know how to spell it there's an e and, <laughs> and uh, we're actually gonna have the owner of ed wines elizabeth davies on our regular podcast to explain how we can properly do the tasting notes but let's crack into this bottle of wine 
Yeah, because I'm going to say, like, I love wine. I've always loved wine. Shane loves wine. And we're trying to get into it more as a couple. We do not have refined palates in the sense that we know what we're tasting. So bear with us for now as we try to get through this. But this is the purpose of it. This is the purpose of wine night. We're trying to educate ourselves. And last week we we did this tasting and we realized I have a sophisticated palate oh, somewhat. This, yes. Okay. So I'm shocked by this because Shane is a very much like a, a chicken nuggets and mac and cheese type guy. However, or was when we first started dating anyway, your palate has like... I think increased and you're so willing to try new things but we have this wine Shane goes Alex you gotta try this wine it tastes like pizza and I'm like okay first of all there's no wine that's tasting like pizza and again I'm like thinking all right this is just Shane's chicken nugget upbringing but I try the wine and it tasted so much like pizza it tasted like green peppers on a pizza and it was like so spot on. So we told that to the owner of the company because we really love this bottle. And then she went on a scientific explanation about why Shane was correct in that. And yeah, he's got the palate of a, I don't know what, a grandmaster sommelier. It's true. <laughs> can, we, can we eat? I think the food's here. Should we eat and then come back to this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, folks. We just took a quick dinner break. My tummy was a rumbling. <laughs> it was. It was. Now we're back to date. Now we haven't had the wine yet. And for wine connoisseurs listening, maybe that's a bad move to eat a full meal and then start testing wine. But it's episode one. We're going to get better at this. We're going to talk to the professional sommelier who does own ED Wines. Yeah. So do you want to go for it? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So Shane is opening the bottle of wine. Tonight we are drinking... I am going to butcher whatever this is called. Punset ne. There's an exclamation mark after the ne. Languedoso 2016. A crowd favorite, not available in stores. It's organic and biodynamic. I obviously know what our organic is when it comes to wine. I have no idea what biodynamic means, so I'm going to look that up. So biodynamic wine production uses organic farming methods like employing compost as fertilizer and avoiding most pesticides, while also employing soil supplements prepared according to Rudolf Steiner's formulas. So this is very scientific or pseudoscientific as some other sources on the internet like to say. And you follow a planting calendar that depends upon astrological configurations. So this is super interesting to me. Maybe hocus pocusy, but we will see if it actually makes for better wine. Shane is currently still opening the wine. He's panting. He's using his entire bodily force to get this cork out. This is because he is so adamant on using this really weird old school bottle opener cork opener that we have and he seems to think it's the best one even though it is the worst one in our house okay i'm putting the the (laughs) opener back in (laughs) it pulled right out of the cork but i think it'll be fine don't worry i just gotta screw it in tighter because we don't want bits of cork of course we don't want bits of cork in it shane all right let's go three two one you're getting it you did it so shane i think part of this process we're gonna have to ensure that you can open a bottle of wine on the first go yeah i just i i don't do this often okay i know wines are purple but this wine is very purpley 
This wine is very purpley and mine came with some bits of cork, which I'm hoping was intentional on part of the winemaker. Shane, do you want to speak to that? My glass has little to no cork in it. Yeah, you're, those are specs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight specs at least visible to the naked eye. Do you want to switch glasses? Mine has zero cork. No, let's, I'm, I'm doing okay. the cork test, although I'm going to try to take out this one massive chunk because... Okay, okay let's drink. Let's ignore So you got to get a good sniff first. That's okay. one thing I know about wine tasting. Get a real good sniff. Okay. Oh, wow. That's different. That's a very different taste. So just off the bat... Ooh, it's, it's acidic. It, yes. Okay, does it almost seem effervescent, like bubbly kind of to you? Yes, it feels like when not something goes bad, but you know that taste, like have you ever tasted yogurt that's gone bad? Yeah. And it has that like bubbly taste to it? <laughs> See, okay, so the wine is very fruity, very, it, it seems bubbly, obviously. It it's does. It's not flat. Yeah, you're right. It's very acidic. So mm. what, what kind of flavors do you taste? I'm trying to figure that out. Here's the thing. I've been saying cherry on everything lately. I'm going with cherry again. I don't taste cherry. Because for me, cherries have that kind of tartness, and I think this wine has that kind of tartness to it. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I do mean that literally. I just can't figure it out. Is it raspberry? Okay, tell me the answer, Alex. Okay, so I'm going to read you the tasting notes that have been provided by Elizabeth from ED Wines. So, this wine is a deep ruby color and medium bodied. So we, we need to learn what medium bodied, that body means, right? Because I know if a wine has a lot of body, to me it just seems like it has a lot of like flavor, deep flavor. But I don't know why we say that. It tastes of dried cranberries, black cherry, uh, hey okay. strawberry, and raspberries. Yes! So, yes! <laughs> so, okay, so here's the thing. This makes sense for tartness because cranberries, cherries, and raspberries are all tart, right? And yes. then they have that red fruit kind of flavor. And I'd say strawberry is almost an effervescent taste, isn't it? Yes, this one is very amazing, I find. Yeah, so Elizabeth says, I really like the smoky character. Rosso means red. So perhaps that's an obvious statement, but when you see Rosso on a bottle, it implies that it's a blend. So it's not like just a... Cabernet Franc, it is not a Malbec, it's a blend. So in this case, it's 50% Dolcetto and 30% Barbera, 20% <laughs> Nebbiolo, Nebbiolo, 20% Nebbiolo. So again, wine connoisseurs, Somalis, Italians, I am so sorry, French people, I guess, too. I am so sorry for these pronunciations. What's the alcohol content? Higher? Does it not say? It doesn't say. I don't think it always does say on the bottle. It probably said on the tasting notes for the last one because it was a really high one. No, last time it was said it's a very low, low alcohol okay. content. So this one, it says these are all native red grapes from Lange, uh, located in northern West Italy. Again, sorry for the pronunciation. And like all Italian wine, it goes great with food such as ragu, pizza, red or white, and lasagna, you name it. So this would have been a great dinner wine. If we really like the wine, we put it in a the label in a book. Yes. Or not the label, the notes that come with it. We put it in a book, and then at the end of the year, all of our favorite wines we decide to get again. Mm -hmm. When do we decide if we like the wine enough? After the bottle. Because the last wine that we loved, upon my first two sips, I was like, mm, I don't know about this. But then I was like crazy for it. So I say after the bottle when we have a really good idea of what we think. But I, I like this so far. Good point. Okay, I'll do that. All right, now we can 
get into the date portion. Like people are probably wondering, what are they going to talk about on a date night? How does that differ? I'm wondering from... what we're going to talk about on date night pod. Well, it's slightly different, and I I was watching a lot of the newlywed game, and I'm not saying we're <laughs> going to play the newlywed game. I just was I was googling things like questions to ask your partner, right? Things that you probably would never ask your partner in day to day, and newlywed game is interesting questions. So it's like a hybrid of questions that I've plucked from the newlywed game (laughs) and googling questions to ask your partner and then i've curated them to some degree let's do it if i was just standing there Mm -hmm. like let's just say i was standing at a bar and it was me now versus me on our first date which guy would you talk to i know already like so easy you now it's the hair you now is the sexiest you've ever been you have this kind of uh cool about you maybe it's like the dad clothes versus the young guy working in toronto trying to be trendy clothes but it's a very effortless cool and the hair is just so sexy to me i like like you know like i love your mustache and when you shave it i get pissed off and just like i love the hair on your face the longer the hair on your head gets the more into you i am wow yeah so like 100 percent for me right now in some ways, I was expecting you to say that because you have alluded to that, but I'm still very flattered. No, it's like I love hair, okay. I guess. Reverse it on to me now, that question. What do you think <laughs> What do you think I'm going to say? Keep in mind, you look well, very I haven't, good to me. I haven't gotten any hairier, but what would you have chosen? You have gotten way hairier. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Alex, 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 the week you were getting Brazilians like every week <laughs> when we met. What are you talking about? I wasn't even thinking oh, there. Oh, I thought you were talking about that. No, okay. I wasn't even thinking that. But yeah, you're right. And now it's, you know, the comforts of marriage plus quarantine. For you, I've barely changed. I might have done three snips down there. Yeah, that's noticeable. Because I, I, I heard you liked hair. So I thought, <laughs> okay, I can't. Hair. The hair on my head is okay. But what do you think I would say for you? I think personality wise, you would say now. No, I'm not talking about personality. No, but no, just let me, let me give my answer. I think personality-wise, you'd say now, like if you so if I'm standing were somehow, at a bar, I'd be like, that girl looks like she's got the nicest personality. <laughs> Maybe just I don't, I don't looks. Know. No, looks, looks. Then for sure, I was uh, super like free. Even just like the vibe, I was probably just you know fun vibe, free spirited vibe. Okay. I don't have that now. The analogy I was going to give was when I first met you, it was like meeting Pam Anderson. <laughs> and then the now is more like Natalie Portman. So honestly, I would go for the you now. When I was 26 when we met, zero maturity. Zero maturity. I still laugh at fart jokes and like am immature in some ways, but my maturity has gone way up since then. Two kids will do that to you. It's true. Okay. So my next question is, do you think you look single or married? This is a newlywed game question. Oh, babe, I look married, okay. I think. I think Maybe not tonight because, again, my top is super low cut. And I'm not wearing a bra because it's quarantine and we're at home. And I don't think I'd wear a bra with this shirt anyway. But I think I look very married. What about me? Do you think I look... If you were just to see me out, would you say, that is a married man? Or a single man. Well, the like, ring would ig- give it away. Okay, ignore the ring, Alex. <laughs> no. no, I would say you look mar- uh, you look married because you have gotten really into the, 
I don't there's something about the sport jackets you wear and like the Patagonia jacket you have this like greenish running jacket that you like to wear and it all very much makes me feel dad vibe like mm. hot dad vibe just call but. me a schlub I get it I get it just <laughs> say schlub schlubby. no use the word it's you want to use it's not schlubby Okay, this is one. Again, this is the weirdest question in the mix, so bear with me here. Uh, this is from Newlywood Game. If you had me stuffed and mounted, <laughs> what would I be holding in my hand? If I had you stuffed and mounted? Yes. Jesus, this is morbid. I know. It's like a fun Newlywood Game question. <laughs> fun. Um, okay, let's see. You would have your, your controller in your hand for when you like to play Toe Jam and Earl. And if I was to stuff and mount you, I would want you to be playing Toe Jam and Earl every day in the afterlife. And I would let you hold on to that controller as you're, you know, stuffed, mounted, and hanging in my living room. Good answer. So I was going to say a Sega Genesis controller because then I could play NBA Jam and... <laughs> toe Jam. Toe Jam. But if, okay, for you, my answer, what do you think it would be? I don't even know what it would be. For, okay, I was going to say a glass of wine. Honestly, because when we met our first date, you were going on and on. What did you drink? You were like, I just drank Brule or something. Oh, I... <laughs> and I was like, does okay. she think I give a no, shit? No, here's the thing. Okay, so I was with some girlfriends having an afternoon because it was, you know, the middle of the summer. I was 26 and single, not expecting a call from a prospective husband. And I was sitting with some girlfriends. We were drinking a really beautiful Barolo in the afternoon. Maybe not an afternoon wine, but it worked. Shane called. We decided to go out, like, at that moment. So I'm like, oh, man, like, I'm kind of, you know, like, I've already started drinking a little bit. I'm two glasses of wine in. And then we went to my best friend's dad's house uh, just to, like, kind of freshen me up a little bit. And her dad and her mom and their parents' friends were drinking some, like, really insane portos like they were yeah, drinking porto no you called it port though oh it's port okay yeah it's from porto i see so they were drinking this port from like 1947 and it was just like wildly expensive wildly rare and i, I had quite a bit of it because they were all excited for me to go on the state they're like oh here alex liquid courage and i drank so much of this like Wine that I would never be able to afford on my own. How much are we talking here? Oh, like, I don't know. A bottle. Like How much? 400. Whoa. Yeah. And then I went on our date and I was just like, first of all, I have been drinking. I've been lucky to drink nice wine, uh, you know, a lot in my life. And this was just like so up there for me. So I was just so excited about it. And I'm, you know, was in the bag at that point when I was with you. So me telling you about it was just my excitement. Did you think I knew about wines? Like, did you think I was sophisticated when we met? Oh, I just thought you were older and I just thought everybody over 30 knows something about wine, I guess. So you thought I did? Maybe more than you do, but not necessarily a lot. Like, Because you mentioned port, like not to, not exaggerating it. I would say six times. But if I'm exaggerating, I would say you mentioned it 50 times that night. It was one of the most exciting drinking moments mm -hmm. I've ever had. Yeah, I was a little, I was eye rolling a little <laughs> bit. But, but knowing you now, I know it wasn't too, uh, like it was just a cutesy way to like have, like you were excited not trying to sh show status or anything. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Do you believe in love at first sight? 
I know it's a lame question. No, it's not a lame question. I do. I definitely do. I fell in love with you right away. And like at first sight? Keep in mind, you did not know who the F I was till five <laughs> years after we had met. And I had found your ID but laying on the ground and contacted you. And you still did not know who I was. You were unavailable though. So I'm marking you off. Like I would never. So you don't consider your eyeballs having glanced at me? No, 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 no. Especially not in that way. Like if you meet somebody or go by somebody and they're very, you know, beautiful man or woman and you feel attracted to them, you don't know if they have somebody that they're with or not. But the thing is, I met you at the same time I met your girlfriend at that point. So it's like I never even considered you in that way. However, when we went out again, like I was into you the second I saw you. Well, when you called me and you're like, do you want to go out tonight? And I'm with my girlfriends and we were creeping your Instagram. I was like so into you, so like so 100% into it at that moment just from creeping your Instagram. And I don't want this to diminish that feeling. But like in university, I remember, so I took this bus. I lived off Warncliffe in London, Ontario, if anybody knows that street. And I take this bus, it was like the number two or whatever, to university every single day. I started seeing this guy on the bus. Didn't know a thing about him. I was infatuated so in, in love with him. You were dating a guy only for bus rides? No, I never spoke to him. But I was like so. So, but you're wording it in the way you were seeing this guy on the bus. No, you no, mean I was you were, seeing him. Like, you were I, looking at him. Yes, he was. He would always be on the same bus as me. Like you know, like maybe twice a week would be on the same bus. And I was like so infatuated with him. And in my head, I had created this whole persona for him because I was like in love with him. And it was like every single day, I was like, okay, I gotta talk to him today. Like, I gotta say something. And it's unusual for me to not approach people. Like I was always good at approaching men. I think if I found them attractive or wanted to sober, get to know them. though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And this guy, I never worked up the courage to approach. And then one day he just stopped taking the bus. But I felt very infatuated with him. And I think that it's not necessarily love at first sight, but I think it's infatuation at first sight. And with you, I was so Mm. infatuated at first sight. And then by the end of our first date, I was in love. You know what I mean? Mm. And how much of that is infatuation? What did I do that made you love me? Was I doing anything? Well, you're very sexy. You're very funny. And I think we had a great time. Is there anything else? More. <laughs> Come on, Alex. You know I like this stuff. <laughs> what about you? Do you believe in love at first sight? Well, for me, and a lot of people are probably bored of this story, but before our first date, I thought for sure we're going to get married and have children. <laughs> for sure. I was convinced and... All I it was like you know when people say it's like yours to lose yeah it was mine to lose hold on though because whenever you say this I always have this thought and I think well it's because of your age you were just looking for no. somebody to marry up because you were getting a little bit older I was only thirty two and trust me there isn't that societal pressure that you may mm. think I was living in the I- idea that oh like I could be George Clooney in fifty and still get married you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. not. Like the biological clock isn't ticking the way you might right. think. At least it wasn't for me. Yeah. And I've never been told like, oh, when you're 32, <laughs> like my friends weren't getting married. I was one of my first friends to get married. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of paving the way. And I was also one of my first friends to have children. And people were shocked when they found out 
that silly Shane Cunningham goofball <laughs> was having a kid. Well, I think we're like the the third one in your group of friends to have a kid. I have a group of like 25 friends called the Champagne Boys, which is embarrassing to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're in this big Facebook chat and I was the third person out of these 25 to 30 friends that I have in this group to have a child and get married. Well, one thing that always makes me laugh when we think about getting married and we talk about that time you and I had gotten engaged. We told all your friends, again, they're shocked because we had only been dating seven months or not shocked because they know your personality. But then you tattooed my name on your arm in a heart, like one of those old school like sailor tattoos. And you had you had my name in it. And then I remember when you showed your friends, we went downtown to watch a basketball game. And everybody's like, oh, what were you guys doing? And you're like, oh, I got Alex's name tattooed on me. And everybody was like, ooh. That's a, that's a serious step. And you're like, well, we're engaged and we just bought a house together. <laughs> and everybody was so thrown off by the fact that you got my name tattooed on you. And that always just makes me laugh. Because a tattoo can be covered up so much easier than <laughs> a marriage, a divorce, or a, you know, a blended ch- family. Children, yeah. This is a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you like kissing in the dark or kissing in the <laughs> rain? Or kissing in the rain more? That's hilarious. The rain ideally is like a fun, beautiful, spontaneous thing. And if anybody's been married longer than, what, six months, spontaneity is pretty much gone. If you have kids, spontaneity is 100% gone. So I guess just kissing in the dark. Have you ever kissed in the rain? Because yes. you're a very big kisser. Yeah, of course. I've kissed in every situation. Yeah, I haven't really done that. Um, you haven't kissed in the rain? No. She, well... I'm glad I know this because now I can instigate a very notebook-esque style makeout next time it's pouring rain. Like this it. is going to be fun. I'm excited. Uh, no, I, I seriously do think that would be exciting. What would you like me to do to make our marriage more interesting and exciting? And in general, just what makes a marriage more interesting and exciting? I think this. I I think the step that we've taken <laughs> telling the world our, our greatest desires. No, but I think... You know, these date nights when we are, you know, just trying to have fun, trying to challenge each other with little games and things like that, I think are great. I don't know, more back rubs. I think you'd have the same answer as me. No, that's not true because I don't think if you scratch my back more, it would make our marriage more exciting. (laughs) I do think I would be more excited about it, but I wouldn't classify that we had a more exciting marriage. I I know my answer better now. What's that? It would be combining what I loved before marriage and before kids with everything I love now that is you and Betty and Lucy but that is actually going on like adventurous trips together like not going to just a beach resort but going to a beautiful beach in an exciting part of the world where there's a beautiful city attached and there's lots to explore and things like that and I think combining my love of traveling which I did consistently before I met you and doing that with you because I've never actually traveled with a romantic partner and for me I'm like missing out on that very cool adventurous you know type of romance and spontaneity and everything that only I think travel like that can bring so that would be amazing for me and I think that would make everything more exciting if we could like save up and go on one like awesome adventure a year every two years something like that to Greece Greece is high up there. Croatia, you'd love the beaches there, love the water. We were considering Italy, having our honeymoon in Croatia. We were. And then we went to St. Martin, which was 
amazing and probably like, that was adventurous that was so adventurous we had some wild times there that we cannot yeah. talk about <laughs> <laughs> well we we didn't stay at a resort there we, we stayed in airbnb but the woman who owned the airbnb was there too <laughs> the, and she was a divorcee who lived with her ex-husband <laughs> and was very emotionally volatile and uh, she would drink wine and you never knew what mood you were going to get and she had an infatuation with Alex where the 10 seconds into meeting her she's like you are gorgeous <laughs> and I'm like thank you thinking like you know it's a heterosexual woman she <laughs> likes me she just boxes me out and she's like no 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 you are fine but this woman is gorgeous she's French I don't know why I'm talking weird like this she was a French woman yeah she was she, she, this accent I'm doing ignore but she was so in love with you. At the end of the trip, she was like crying and begged us to stay another week. For free. For free. And do you remember when Going she... through her photo album. <laughs> you know, that's another thing. But do you remember when she asked us to kiss so she could take pictures? So you and I stood there making out for 30 seconds and she was taking pictures. I forgot about that you until now. That? <laughs> now I don't feel bad for going through her family, her photo album of her and her husband. <laughs> divorced us yeah ex yeah that was a wild time and we would be swimming in the pool oh it had a uh, infinite an, infini- an infinity pool looking out onto the ocean and we were on like a mountain but we were we would just be in the the pool trying to be quiet and then because we thought oh people are sleeping like let's not splash too much <laughs> and then a full-blown party by the ex-husband would go on and we'd be looking at the ex-husband like partying with a bunch of other women and it would just get real rowdy and it was just people watching through the these windows in this amazing setting yeah no it was it was a very hilarious trip but that was one of my favorite trips i've ever taken because our that honeymoon, was, I would hope. Yeah, no, but that that was one of my first, if we're talking about like adventurous trips, that was one of my first really adventurous trips in a tropical climate. And we were going to a place that didn't have an internet connection. Yeah. And we had a rental car and it was very mountainous and off-roading and oh, very yeah. hard to drive. But luckily, Alex for like had amazing foresight to download this app that didn't require an internet connection. I think it was called Maps Me, something like that. And it saved our lives mm-hmm. because it, it helped us stay away from dangerous neighborhoods or weird roads and, and just get home yeah. and arrive alive because the roads were fairly treacherous. They were, they were wild. They were wild. Our car got scratched to hell. They gave us a brand new rental car. Because they were knowing that we were going to have to go on these roads. Because we, d- we didn't get the insurance for the rental car. So they were like, I'm going to give them a brand new car. They're going to scratch it up and then they're going to owe us a lot of money. But I noticed how bad the roads were. So I ordered insurance right when we got in the car. Mm-hmm. It was so smart. It was so smart. That's one of the smartest things you've done. But yeah, that vacation was so much fun, so adventurous, so spontaneous. We saw a couple having a threesome on a nude beach, and I'll leave that at that. But uh, yeah. Okay, I'll ask one more question, okay. then we'll end date night. Okay, is there something that nobody knows about you? That you're willing Jeez. to disclose, I guess. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's. Let me think. You might have to cut out my thinking portion here. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for (laughs) hanging. Hold on. on. You're an open book. I'm an open book. What about you? I thought these questions were asked both ways. Well, 
in the immortal words of Alex, no. <laughs> so thank you for being here with us on Date Night. We hope you had fun. We certainly did. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Next, next date time. night. Next week. Heck yeah. All Have right. a good one, everybody. Peace.